Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Tales. Today we take on a group. Uh, up to this point I've only really delved into individual comic book characters and we will do some more of those uh, in the future. But I wanted to really touch on a group that um, I think is pretty pretty popular amongst most people who have ever watched a comic movie or got, gotten a comic book. Or if you say the names of some of the characters in this uh, group you would definitely know who they were. You would know what the group was. And that's the X-Men. Um, and a sidebar, the X-Men are, it's not really clear what they're named for. They named for Professor Xavier, or they named as X-Men as X could stand for anything men. So it's really unclear. The, the creators, Stan Lee, uh, and Jack Kirby never really explained what that was. And they, they, when you hear them, well, Jack Kirby's dead now, but when you hear Stan Lee give interviews, he never really clearly says what it was named for, so that's just something to be aware of. Uh, first appearance of the X-Men occurred in the X-Men Volume 1 in September of 1963. The title was later changed to Uncanny X-Men with issue number 94. Now, this is not to be confused with uh, the X-Men comic book that came out in 1991 that's had subsequent volumes since then. This was the original X-Men. Uh, it was created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, and I've got the link in the show notes. The series was published bi-monthly, meaning every other month. So a lot of the comic books that we talk about with Marvel were not monthly, either because it was too expensive to run or it was just they, weren't, they didn't have enough sales to generate uh, a, a monthly run. Um, Spider-Man, one of the exceptions to this, uh, at some points in the past, Spider-Man has had two books a month, uh, two amazing Spider-Man books a month. So this is every other month you're getting an X-Men. Uh, the series is published by monthly, as I said, through issue number 66, which was December of 1970. So about seven years, or so, a little over seven years. Effectively, after issue 66, the series stopped publishing original stories and began publishing previous stories. So they repeated stories uh, for the next number of issues uh, up through issue 93 in June of 1975. So it was effectively canceled. The series was canceled and there was not enough readership to generate to continue to uh, publish the book. Uh, they kept it around because they needed filler. Uh, they kept something on the page. They didn't have to come up with new art, new anything. They just could republish exactly the same thing. But they gave them new issue numbers, which I think is ironic. They they, they gave you something you had already published and gave you a different issue number like it, made, like it was something different. Uh, the lineup has changed over the years, but the first X-Men Volume 1 started with Teenagers. Uh, that was Scott Summers as Cyclops. Jean Grey as Marvel Girl, Warren Worthington III as The Angel, Henry McCoy, or Hank, as The Beast, and the youngest member, Robert Bobby Drake, as Iceman. Uh, they were led by Professor Xavier. He's not a member of the team uh, because when it was launched, he was in a wheelchair, so you're not real active as a superhero team if you can't actually walk. Um, he, he is a uh, special, and therefore, you know, we, he is part of the X-Men, uh, but he was not a member of the team per se. Uh, in 1975, the series was relaunched with a much more international lineup. If you notice those names I just said, they're all American. Uh, this is launched in with Giant Size X-Men number one by Len Wein and Dave Cockrum. 
You might remember them from our discussion about Wolverine. They were the co-creators of Wolverine and the Incredible Hulk number 181. The new lineup consisted of Cyclops, Scott Summers, Banshee, Sunfire, Wolverine, Storm, Nightcrawler, Colossus, and Thunderbird. The series became the Uncanny X-Men with issue number 94. So remember, up through issue 93, it was um, X-Men, and then it became uh, Uncanny X-Men with issue number 94. So that, that's something key to remember. Uh, issue 94 started being written by Chris Claremont. The Giant Size X-Men was going to be a quarterly book, and it was only going to come out quarterly. And they decided it was so successful that they decided to relaunch X-Men uh, with which issue 94. So that's what they did with Chris Claremont. Uh, when Sunfire left the team in issue 94 and Thunderbird was killed in issue 95. So those two, those two new members were gone after the two issues that we launched with. So it's kind of ironic that, that they brought them all in and they got rid of two of them pretty quickly. Um, Chris Claremont is by far the most recognizable name with the X-Men. He had a great run, and there's some stories we'll talk about. But he was really the man who did everything major that did make the X Men what you know them to be today. So where do we where do we start out here? What's the what's the jumping off point? In, te- in this episode, I've got two uh, places you should start out. One is Days of Future Past issues 141 and 142. I put the link in for the trade paperback. It's still two issues, but it's something you should uh, read. And X Men Mutant Massacre. Uh, which uh, collected a number of different books uh, in the mid-'80s, also by Chris Claremont for the most part. Two very pivotal moments. Uh, Days of Future Past was made into a movie last year, and we'll discuss that when we get into movies like the comics. Top villain, and this is an easy one. This is Magneto. He was in X-Men number 1, September 1963, created by Stanley and Jack Kirby. He is the penultimate villain, per se, for the X-Men. Because he's a mutant himself. We haven't talked about that. The X-Men are mutants. They, they come from a, an advancement called Homo Superior of the uh, human race, whereas Homo Sapiens. Uh, they usurp, or expected to usurp, and eventually overtake uh, Homo Sapiens in the evolutionary chain. Uh, and for that reason, they're feared. Magneto's got, gone a long way to making them feared. Uh, we don't find out later about Magneto's history with Charles Xavier uh, or his history till much, much later. But suffice it to say, he's got a bad past. Uh, he was friends with Charles at one time, and you see that throughout the books. He's he's in the fold, he's out of the fold, he's in the fold, he's out of the fold. Uh, he constantly is back and forth because per- ultimately he wants he wants mutants to survive. But his process is a lot different than the process from Charles Xavier and his dream. Um, I think that's key to understand what we're dealing with here. But Magneto is the big, the big bad that everybody in the Marvel Universe recognizes, and certainly in the X-Men Universe recognizes. Now, are the movies like the comics? Uh, <laughs> in, a, in a word, no. Uh, there are some similarities the characters exist, their powers exist in the same way, but the stories are not even close. There's quite a few differences. Um, there's nothing in the comics that ever happened the way it happened in, in the movies, any of the movies. Um, they were the, f- but these were the first Marvel movies that were good, and I exempt X3 out of that because that was not a good movie. Um, it was a, it was a mishmash of 
things that you if you didn't hadn't read comics up to that point had read the x-men comics you really wouldn't understand what that movie was about it just seemed wildly inaccurate and just strange um so the movies are not like the comics but again as we've said in other podcasts enjoy the movies for what they are summer blockbuster fill don't look at them to be highbrow entertainment because that's not what they are. That's not what comics are. They're they're there for entertainment value, but it's not highbrow. You're not. This isn't Shakespeare. Uh, we're not doing anything substantial here. It's it's action, action, action. And for that, those those movies were part of that. And I actually think the reboot into the um, historical side of things is actually better than the original first three original movies. So uh, something to take a look at there. They're they're not accurate comically, but th- that's okay. That's okay. Uh, Why do I like them? Um, This team, if you haven't gathered by now, this team is really about um, the civil rights movement in the 1960s. They were created in 1963. Uh, It was put together as an analog for the civil rights movement. So it was strictly as a conceit of sorts, not very veiled, a conceit to represent civil rights movements. So these these are feared individuals. Uh, they're hunted. They're they're uh, mistreated. They're they're basically people who are afraid of them because they don't know what they can do. Now I, I mentioned that about Magneto. Magneto goes out of his way, certainly in X Men number one, to make people fear mutants, and that's his goal. His goal is to make people fear the mutants, and that's not what Charles Xavier's goal is. Charles Xavier's dream, and I put it here is uh, a la Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream to live in peace and harmony with the rest of the human race. Magneto wants to separate himself because he's been abused by the human race and he's not willing to accept that they can be changed and accept him. So he he sets himself apart with his Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. He does not want to be a part of the human race and doesn't think they sh- that as mutants they, they should even try to be part of the human race. They're better than. He, he really harps on that homo superior uh, thing. Um, so Stanley tried to represent the Jim Crow laws uh, and the fear and hatred of the African Americans of that time period and put it into X-Men because it was so somewhat veiled. I don't think it really caught on. And and, and the stories in the originally, original X-Men up to issue 93 were bland. They, there just wasn't much to them. They were very bleh. Uh, with the relaunch with Chris, Chris Claremont, it really, it really made it uh, entertaining. Um, there was a constant sense of uh, camaraderie, but also this is my family because we're forced to be together. Or is it just kids going to school and happen to work together and you know interact? It's, it wasn't the same. Um, this whole premise was turned on the head by the press of Magneto and his Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, as I said here. The Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and their later reincarnation of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants with some other members, not with having Magneto, really pushed the mutants are dangerous. And that's really working against the whole X-Men dream. And I think that's important. Um, it, it's, it's important to understand what this whole process represents, that it's a growing of a community learning how to use their newfound abilities, and they're learning how to adapt in society. And some of these people are changed physically, 
some aren't. So it's visible on the outside for some. It's 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 not for others, and you wouldn't know they're mutants except for some of the abilities they might have. Now, the cool thing is we all want them to be together. We all want them to succeed. We all want to be them, or at least mo- I did. I wanted to be one of these mutants. I wanted to have their powers, and amalgamation of their powers would have been amazing. But you, you always want to say, okay, now I'm a teenager. Am I going to b- develop powers? I mean, if, if you were reading this as a teenager, you would say, Ooh, I'm a teenager now. I, maybe I've got something. Maybe I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to be able to fly or I'm going to be able to uh, super strong or something. Uh, obviously, that didn't happen. But, it, you know, as a teenager, that's something you, you think about. So they were transcended in that respect because you, you really felt like I can understand this. I didn't understand the civil rights part of it as a teenager because it didn't mean as much to me. I wasn't growing up in that era. I wasn't I didn't understand this. There was a constant you know, mutant registration, Jim Crow, Allah, uh, it just stuff like that. So, uh, I wanted, I wanted to look normal, but have superpowers. You know, if I was going to change my appearance, I didn't want it to be for the bad, or I want to be able to change back, back and forth. Um, and I think every child wants that at, at some point, the debate is which power is the greatest. And I think they're all awesome, but you know, I'd love to be Wolverine without his mental hangups. Uh, Colossus was pretty cool. Uh, Nightcrawler without his physical appearance. Things like that. Uh, the, the thing is, this is a team. This is a family. This is a team. This is a group of individuals who individually can do some things, but together they they come together and they, they make a, a better cohesive unit um, because they're fighting for each other. And it's really what it is. We're, we talk about, we're going to talk about some other teams and how they're different in what they bring about but the x-men are, are unique everybody's a mutant so they all are hunted and different uh from the rest of society and i think that's important when you think about that this is the message stick together through everything life has to throw at you and you'll have at least have a fighting chance try to go it alone you'll be miserable and defeated and that's what you find you, you it, it's a pulling of all these people uh, nightcrawler especially he was hunted and they, they're trying to come after him with pitchforks and fire and they're trying to kill him because he was different and looked different you know whereas storm was worshipped in africa as a goddess you know she was different but she was worshipped so everybody came from a different perspective uh, but they all found that they were isolated and alone they really couldn't relate to anybody else because they were their own the only mutants they knew and when they came together they finally realized i have a family i have people that are like me and therefore i can be more than i ever thought i could be uh it's still struggle uh life is life life is tough for everyone especially tough when people are afraid of you simply for what you could do not what you've actually done um so i think it's very important to know that i think there's some great stories in the x-men universe i will be honest i think it's sometimes tough to follow all the X-Men books because there's so many of them and they're so sometimes they're connected and sometimes they're not and that makes it really hard uh, it, it's making it difficult to track them all again go, go to your um, Marvel Unlimited and try to read some X, X-Men universe stuff and you'll find that it's it'll start to make sense and if you don't like it you can try another piece uh, there's X-Factor there's uh, X-Men Legacy there's Uncanny X-Men there's uh, Wolverine and, and the X-Men there's many many different things you can read uh throughout the history so just check them out you'll find that something will appeal to you and i can almost guarantee there's a character in there that will appeal to you whether a minor character or a major character they will appeal to you at some point and it'll hook you um and the two 
trade paperbacks I, I put in the show notes I think will definitely make you want to say, okay, let me take a look at further this, especially the Mutant Massacre. I really think that will be something um, you're going to enjoy and get you get a kind of feel for what's going on. It changes everything, but I think it's important to understand where they came from to, to know where they're going. So this has been the X-Men. Please send me your comments, your questions. I, I'd love to hear them. Uh, if there's something future you'd like me to discuss, I certainly can. But until next time, I'm Chad. Thank you and good night. <laughs>